0: It's
1: happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real?
0: Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny.
1: I'm Marianne. and I'm Elizabeth.
0: And today we're bringing you our last installment in the four-part Dumbledore series called "The Fifty Shades of Albus Dumbledore." Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> we we have talked in, in at length in the past about this being the curse podcast. And just tonight, folks. We've been trying to record for an hour already, but our a whole uh, hour, yeah. But it uh hasn't been going <laughs> our way, <laughs> and that's where I'm gonna leave it. So, if you're just joining us, welcome. This is our fourth installment. Like I said, uh, we have our three other episodes up. So if you want to pause this and go back and listen, you're more than welcome. If you want to join on the bandwagon, you're also more than welcome to do that too. I'm a <laughs> fan of that. Uh, so if you're interested in hearing our recap. Uh, we're going to do our Dumbledore opinion, as we feel right now in this moment in time. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to do our final Dumbledore opinion, how we feel about the man from his birth to his death. And I'm very excited about it because I'm having some mixed feelings, y'all. Like, mixed feelings. Uh, (laughs) But basically, we're going to be jumping into our favorite book, Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: And then we're going to continue
0: from there, and hopefully we will finish tonight. But first, there's an There's an owl on the window. Oh, hello,
1: Hydrangea. How are you? Hello. Hi, dear. Well, (laughs) Hydrangea sent in an outpost, and this is from our number one fan, Christina. She never misses an outpost. It's like her favorite thing ever. It is her favorite. (laughs) And so her outpost is Would Dumbledore come back as a vengeful spirit? No because no. he didn't nah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean yes concluded our
1: Alpo, thank
2: you <laughs> that is <laughs> no, so true
0: I think he would have nah. had some like hippy dippy answer and he would have been like life is just like in the moment man and now the moment <laughs> passed and then he just would have you know gone on
1: do you think <laughs> it would have been different if like things hadn't worked out exactly as he planned
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me difficult questions.
1: Because <laughs> we ask the difficult questions here on this podcast. Yeah. Listen,
0: I've been at work all day and I'm just mentally um, exhausted. <laughs> like I've just, all the decisions have already been made for today. So I'm just <laughs> I've capped now. out. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Like I had a certain, I have a certain limit every day of decisions that I have to make and I have reached that limit. So I cannot answer <laughs> this for you. That's great. Yeah.
1: righty. So we're moving on to our Patreon plug. Plug it in. Plug it in. I don't. That's, that's like game. a plug in.
0: That's like a maybe copyright issue.
1: I know. <laughs> it's fine. It's anyway, fine. Anyway, we have a Patreon. We're a small community on Patreon, but we love each and every one of you. So come join us. because come you join get- us personalized content from the broom chicks you'll never yes. spend as much one-on-one time with us as you do on patreon and also shout out to a fan email that we received over the holidays oh my god that- yes that literally <laughs> <laughs> that's we a lie cry. y'all <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Anika Malloy. Yes. You are amazing. She's a fan. She is how old? Let's see. I know she says it at some point. She's nine years old. Oh, yes. She's nine. It's so sweet. This is why we are mostly family friendly. Anika, if we taught you any bad words, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm not sorry.
2: But honestly, it was so sweet. Like, it was just, like, in the middle of the day, we randomly got an email and stuff like that always makes our day. Please interact with us, like, whether it's on email or social media and stuff like that. Little things like that really do like, make a difference for us. And we are just so appreciative of it. Thank you so much for making our day.
1: Yeah. We love you.
0: Okay. Anyways. Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: All right, everyone. So this is the sad moment. Where, uh, at least in the movies, Richard Harris has uh, unfortunately passed away.
0: Oh, so sad.
1: And uh, then starts the controversy that is yeah, Michael Gambon.
0: Michael Gambon is the better Dumbledore. Bye. Okay.
1: Jenny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's a whole section of the internet, including myself, that will not agree with you. So sit down. I just oh. really
0: loved, like, Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she came to snap. <laughs> wow. Whatever. So we're mentioning this because there seems to be, because there are several people out there that aren't fans of Michael Gambin's portrayal of Albus Dumbledore.
0: That's so accurate.
1: There seems to be a correlation, maybe, that, you know, maybe the way that Michael Gambin portrays him, he kind of just makes like Dumbledore overall more disagreeable and not as, you know, magical as we always imagine him. And that might be why there's some dissent as to whether we like Dumbledore as a person in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Possibly. But, uh-
1: I know Jennifer over here thinks that, you know, maybe Dumbledore is just acting more sus by Prisoner of Azkaban, but I don't think he is. Not yet. So it's okay. just
0: whatever, whatever, bro, whatever, bro, whatever.
1: It's just Michael Gambon and his
2: maybe disastrous Harry portrayal. Harry growing up
0: and realizing that this dude is sus. You know what? I'm not even going to go there because I like Dumbledore right now, so I'm not even going to fight with you about this.
1: yes this is when he's still likable anyways it's 1993 this is the year that uh jenny and i are born (laughs) thanks
0: (laughs) giving away all my personal information my whole first name my
1: year of birth (laughs) i don't know how many jennifers were born in 93 (laughs) probably just me (laughs) that's a joke or elizabeth yeah we have very common names anyway uh, so, anyways, we have our new Dada Professor, Lupin. This is, again, one of the main reasons why we stand Dumbledore is the way he accepts and takes in Lupin and tries to make his life as normal and fulfilling as possible. So, we love Dumbledore for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Liz, Remus Lupin is becoming a Dada Professor. But Sirius Black is busy. Because he's escaping (laughs) jail. (laughs) So this is a time where he's like escaped from Azkaban, obviously. The Ministry of Magic sees fit to place Dementors all around the school. But Albus refuses to let them on school grounds. And I just for the first time, like ever reading these books, I said, wow, a good solid choice for a teacher to have made. And that just made me happy because I feel like the school is run by children.
1: But Considering awesome. the atrocious choice of Gilderoy Lockhart the year before, I'm glad he like somehow made up oh. for it by being like, nah, I'm not going to let them on the ground. They could just be outside. I love that the one thing that we
0: have to give him credit for is, like, hey, we didn't let these soul-sucking monsters to school grounds. And this is, like, a good thing. Like, the bar is so low. But whatever. So we know that Dementors aren't his fave, for lack of a better term. And it got him, like, really angry, which I'm like, mm, spicy Dumbledore. But uh, this got me thinking about when Remus tells Harry that the Dementors affect him so much more because his life is basically tragic. So then I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, is that why Dumbledore hates them so fervently? Is it because, like, he just has to relive the afternoon where his sister died and, like, all that horrible stuff? Like, is that what he hears and feels when they're around? And I am just like, wow, I kind of feel sad for you again. So I'm not mad at him anymore, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I also think that this is, like, one of the more noble things that he does, like, standing up to the ministry. Like, he just doesn't give an F. He's just like, these children are under my charge for the first time ever. So, he, you know, he made a good choice. And for that, I applaud him. Hmm.
2: Well, Dumbledore. (laughs) Dumbledore.
0: Has to save harry
2: from like a really bad fall during a quidditch game you know super fun cinematic moment in the movie yeah. um, i love that oh, it was so,
0: so- yeah it's a really cool transition such
2: a Good movie <laughs> such a good movie um but he's obviously livid he's feeling some type of way about it um <laughs> Basically, just a bunch of stuff ends up going down at the school. But, like, Dumbledore isn't really involved, like, which is a little bit like, hello, you're the headmaster. Like, why are you letting these children run amok? Like, why aren't you paying attention? Sirius Black is breaking into the school. Wouldn't you like to know why? Like, you should probably investigate what happened when he supposedly broke the Fidelius charm. I mean, like, so it, Jenny has a question where it was just like, <laughs> would anyone know, like, wouldn't anyone else find it super unbelievable that he didn't know the Marauders were an anim, and a guy and a Magi. But like, I think he did. Like, I, I think don't he did too. I think he did. Like, especially with his relationship with Remus, like there was no way that he didn't have a clue. Like how, um, Peter James and Sirius. like how did they catch up and help? remus like he had to have known that they were helping remus out like i i think i honestly think albus knows everything like i am 1000 percent in
0: the books where he says that he doesn't know that that he didn't know that at the time i don't know Uh,
2: but i
0: bother me i'm gonna live google it because i swear that there's a part like Where he says like not everybody could fool me like that or something when he's talking to Remus, but I can't remember. Live Google and
2: find out. But I honestly, honest to God, believe I think this is my theory with Albus, and especially that we see in that we're gonna see in this episode that, and we might have seen it in past episodes. I feel like we talked about it where I think he like has a lot of knowledge about things and he just doesn't act on them unless it's like convenient to actually act on them in the moment. Right, mm-hmm. so I think those this was just one of those aspects where it's like, you know, I know what's happening and I know it's illegal, but I'm not gonna say anything about it because they're helping out Remus. So again, like I really do believe that I really do believe my fan theory that like Albus saw you know his sister Ariana in Remus, and that's why he kind of like oh not oh not took him in, but almost like basically yeah. helped him out um in and in, in any capacity that he could. So, I'm convinced. Hmm. I would be dead set convinced that he knew and just didn't do anything about it.
0: Okay, I found it. Yes. I love it when I'm right. Okay. So, in Prisoner of Azkaban, I guess there's a title um, a chapter called Owl Post Again, and there we have a direct quote where he says, "Last night Sirius told me all about how they became Animagi," said Dumbledore smiling. An extraordinary achievement, not least keeping it quiet for me. Mm. Okay, okay,
2: okay. I was gonna say because he could be smiling, but that smile can mean other things. But if he says like he's he's That's proud, freaking it, to in. keep it, yeah, yeah.
0: It's okay. just it's because I listened to the audiobook, so I could hear Jim Dale saying it in his dumbledore <laughs> voice, and, and I was it. like, I know this must exist somewhere but yes that was gonna drive me crazy thanks for supporting me in my live google (laughs) thank you for
1: the fact check so we weren't uh corrected but also it didn't you ask i think this is your question
0: yeah but i was saying like just in general like don't you just find that unbelievable that they would have been able to keep it quiet from him in the first place like it just seems so unrealistic because it is
2: it is unbelievable i was dead set that he knew
0: i think of him as like an omniscient like
1: like power that
0: be i don't know that's just me yeah
1: no well, i agree also, just the fact that he's a really good legilimens. like he can literally just peep into your brain and be like mm, okay i guess that's what you've been doing you don't think albus would have lied and said that he
2: had no idea
0: but why at that point like in the story why yeah. i don't Yo. know man i don't know i feel like he lied for a, a ton of a ton of poop do you feel like a he ton just ton has like a compulsive lying problem where he just like he has to lie about stuff like he just got to get his fix i oh, yeah.
1: i feel like in some type of way he finds some power in it i don't know Anyways, we should probably move on to uh, the seriousness that is a 13-year-old saving the day once again. Yeah, so (laughs) at the end of the story, basically, we start to take
2: place, and Dumbledore assigns 13-year-olds to save the day with a freaking time turner. Super fun. Uh, The man is, you know, really responsible. Uh, I mean, just like, they're 13. Like what are you doing man? Like, oh, like, okay, listen, listen. First, first book circumstantial that like Harry was just there in the moment. You know, he went through all the things. That was his decision. He got there in the moment. Second book, again, circumstantial, Harry and Ron were going after to try to save Ginny. This book three, this was all Dumbledore like,
0: you know what to do. Bye.
1: <laughs> I cannot what? Deal with this man i cannot i just like how much faith does he have in these three 13 year olds like so I mean, many things could why? have gone wrong that's the whole series in a nutshell
0: <laughs> so many questions that's like, yeah oh, can man. you think
1: back to your mentality at 13
0: yeah i was dumb
1: Listen. Like, it's scary. I know 13-year-olds. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, trying to
0: prove her street cred. She's like, I know 13 <laughs> I'm hip with the kids. I know the youths.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I was an idiot no way. when I was 13.
0: And I wasn't saving nobody.
2: I was dead set convinced I was marrying Joe Jonas at 13. So we know Same how sis. that turns out. Same, <laughs>
0: anyway i would just like to make before we get into goblet of fire and you must be like oh my gosh what goblet of fire already but i just want to point exactly that out our favorite book favorite movie really in general is prisoner of azkaban i feel like that's a fair generalization and it's also like the the book with the least amount of dumbledore like he pops it in the beginning and he's like dementors and then he pops up like At the very end, end. he's like, here's a time turner. This is very specific magic. Do three hours and save these people. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, where were you the whole year? Like, what were you doing? Like, sipping tea in your office? I need to know. He was like, hmm,
2: what's a (laughs) (laughs) crux? Basically. In a nutshell.
0: I like to think that he's up there like, Colin Creavy is pretty
1: creepy. (laughs) (laughs) No! R.I.P. I forget. Whatever. Because the books did him dirty. I mean, the movies did him dirty. The movies did do do him dirty. Okay. Anyways, Goblet of Fire. So I have to say it like Goblet of Fire. No, I will. I will. (laughs) Because I got issues. (laughs) All right. So the World Cup is going on, guys. It's quidditch time. Quidditch time. you know, this is when we see the first, you know, appearance of the Dark Mark, the first appearance of Death Eaters since the first Wizarding War. So, like, you know, stuff is hitting the fan now. Like, this is getting real. <laughs> she came close. Yeah, you know. I really did. Um, So, I mean, I feel like Dumbler didn't have to make, like, too much of a... <laughs> un- a guess here like oh maybe lady v is coming back into power you know just seeing that like his whole following is like showed up at this world event and like his whole signature showed up in the sky oh no and i think he might be coming back to power <laughs> yeah anyways he tells no one which i don't know, even know why he needed to tell anyone to begin with because i feel like that's just an assumption. These people are dumb. <laughs> I'm d- I mean, okay, have I- you not learned? <laughs> I'm done crapping on the wizarding world right now because everyone <laughs> there is very, very slow when it comes to danger. Anyways. Danger, danger. So he, I think this is like the beginning of like the manipulations, like really kicking into gear. I mean, we saw a hint of it in Prisoner of Azkaban when he basically manipulated them to free Sirius Black. But uh he puts together the Triwizard tournament. Literally hasn't been around in what? Centuries. It's like Molly's time, right? I think even before that. Oh really? Yeah. Because people kept dying.
0: I don't know. Your pregnant math is
1: sus. <laughs> it's true. I can't my, trust pregnant it. math, <laughs> my pregnant math on top of my Cuban math, it's like even worse. <laughs> it's sus. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, like, it's a kind of solid idea. Try wizard tournaments strengthen international bonds. You know, they're still kind of fractured from like the you know world the world wizarding war from Grindelwald. So you know, maybe we should mm-hmm. try to help that out. Uh, but you know, he still didn't let people know that. You know, it was <laughs> mainly because of Boldy. So whatever. Uh, we have our new DADA professor, which is Mad Eye Moody. Is it though? Is it really? <laughs> well, I mean
0: it's Marianne's secret it love affair. <laughs>
1: <Marty Croucher Jr.
0: laughs>
1: yes. Dumbledore thought he was getting moody. Um, I actually wonder That sounds like a dirty have...
0: sentence.
1: <laughs> it sounds like such a dirty sentence and it's not. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth so, is like mentally like nine year olds email us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay but um so I've always wondered like you know how everyone loves Mad-Eye as like the professor almost yeah. like loves but like loves to hate him also because he like he kind of tiptoes that line mm-hmm. if like we had the real mad Moody teaching would he have done as well
0: honestly with the way that we see him acting in like Order of the Phoenix and stuff and just how he is I think he kind of would have been like the same <laughs>
1: I was gonna kind of say the same thing. So him and Barty uh, could be like a twin separated at birth. Person. Yeah, I feel like
2: I feel like Matt I Moody still would be chaotic in the way that he's a professor.
0: Barty Crouch Jr. just did like a really good job at researching, you know, and he really got into character. Like he He did his. Yeah, he did his
2: six steps. Like (laughs) he really just knew his work.
1: Okay, so, you know, Dumbledore knows he's very aware at this point because uh, someone's name came out of the Goblet of Fire that shouldn't have. Oh, God. <gasps> what? And he's, he should be as a rational man, and he was, at least in the books, very mm-hmm. rational. And he basically just asked Harry if he put his name in the Goblet of Fire to appease the masses. So this is why he asked him calmly. Oh because he God. knew...
0: I knew that she was going to do this.
1: That there was no way that Harry Potter could have done that. Do
0: you, and does yet... Does that make you, like, legitimately upset, the movie? It makes
1: me legitimately upset.
0: Really? Like, out of all the things, like, this is what... Got because
1: me? it is literally, it is exactly what I said. In the books, he is just asking Harry to, like, appease the crowd. You know how, like, when you ask the obvious question, be Damn. like, see, he said he didn't do it. Obviously, he didn't do it. Like, that's how the moment was supposed to be. Instead, in the movies, he's like, "Did you put your name on the goblet of fire?" Like, I think that he was spitting was... bars,
0: bars, man. Did I you put think... your name on the goblet of fire? Anyways, I think that this is just like something that Elizabeth can latch onto because she doesn't like the Michael Gambon Dumbledore, and I just feel like she's gonna come for anything she can.
1: But this was like the first thing that I really latched onto. I didn't mind him in Prisoner of Azkaban, and then he did this and I was like, "Dude, you totally read the scene wrong. Like this is not how it is." And it just made me mad. I feel like to give
2: I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. I don't think What's it was my I <laughs> listen, but listen, it's with good it's with good intent. I don't think it was Michael Gambon's fault. I think it was the director's fault. This is the same we director. We don't like that guy. We don't like Goblet of Fire director. This is the no. same director who watched Prisoner 45 minutes of Prisoner of Azkaban and was Ugh. like, screw that. I'm going to do whatever job? I want.
0: How could you not sit and yeah. watch art? Don't even get me started. Okay, so what does bother me about the situation is the disregard yet again for Harry's safety. So we know that the committee that put together this new and improved Triwizard Tournament made sure it was like in the rules that the students participating must be of age, right? Okay, so this has been established. We make a big deal about it. And then we know that Dumbledore has influence at the ministry and he's an extremely talented and powerful wizard. Okay? But what we don't understand is why someone like Dumbledore would just kind of let it happen without really fighting. Like, I felt like he was just like... Okay, like there's a magical contract. Sorry, you have to do it by. Like, why not fight that more? I don't understand. Like, you drew the age line yourself. Like, you knew that nobody could pass over that age line, as proved by other students that had tried to do it. So, we know that obviously Harry didn't get past it. So, you know that somebody is setting him up from the beginning. So, why wouldn't that like fuel your fire to be like, nah, this ain't gonna happen? But. I don't know. It just really bothers me that we just kind of let that go. But once again, I would like to point out the lack of investigation on Albus's part.
1: It's just lack of investigation, lack of Harry Potter safety. Like, this is definitely the beginning of Dumbledore's like, "Mm, Harry might be the means to a greater good. So let's just see what happens. Yeah, but also like, I don't know, for me,
0: he just gets like too cavalier with Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> it just came out. Anyways, for me, I just feel like he gets a little too cavalier with Harry's life. Like, that ain't your life. This is Harry's yeah. life. So get it together. But that's just my opinion. Um, I would also like to take this moment to point out that Hagrid, Cedric Diggory, and Dobby help out Harry throughout the competition because they want to see him succeed. And they're really there to, like, support him and be his friend. Well, except Cedric. He's like, whatever. But... Dumbledore does nothing to help him. He's like, uh, your name came out of the goblet there, buddy.
1: You're on your own. Like, are we just going to move past the fact that you just like severely dissed Cedric that way?
0: I'm saying no. Not like Cedric was whatever. Like Cedric and Harry oh. weren't friends. Like, okay. To me, like like, Hagrid and – I'm glad that you had me clarify that because I don't want yeah, anybody to come it for sound, me.
1: it sounded no, no, really no, bad. No.
0: no, I mean, like, Hagrid and Dobby were there helping him because they're, like, you know, they're friends. Like, they have a relationship. Like, they want to see him succeed. Cedric was just like, you did me a nicety. I'm going to do you one back because I'm a solid person and I have good morals. There All go. more than Dumbledore, who's known Harry since his birth. But whatever. So, anyways, yes. No, Cedric is a cool peeps. Don't come for me, please. Don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, ironically, we get a look at the softer side of Dumbledore, I think, after the Yule Ball, when Rita Skeeter's article about Hagrid and his giant ancestry is published in the Daily Prophet. That's and so that, I dumb. thought, was, like, a cool little bit in the book. Because I always feel like we see Dumbledore in very specific ways right like we always see him giving the beginning speech or whatever at the beginning of the year he always gives the last speech and then of course you have the format of like harry went through a thing and he ends up like in the hospital wing and then and then albus comes to visit him and tells him important secrets like we see him at very important like specific parts of the book but here i just felt like it kind of drifted into like a little bit of his daily life i guess Mm -hmm. where he was actually being a friend to someone and i thought that was cool It warmed my heart a little bit. But basically, he goes down to Hagrid's cabin to talk to him about the situation. And he's pretty encouraging about the whole thing. He's just like, you're not quitting. Like, you're going to teach. You can't lock yourself in here forever. And he has, I don't know. I feel like in that moment, he was just like a life coach. He was just full of motivational speaking. And I loved it. But I think that makes his future behavior, like, even worse. Because you see the potential of, like, the nobility and... All the love that this man possesses, and then he does such it just type goes stuff
1: downhill from here, guys. <laughs>
0: it really does. But I don't know. I also felt like that scene gave us like a little bit of a pattern with Dumbledore, where he's always rooting for the underdog. So it's like he's always rooting for Harry. Like he's always rooting for Hagrid and just, like, Hello, for Remus. For <laughs> Remus. Right
1: I now. wouldn't say he's rooting for Harry. He's just using Harry. But anyways.
0: I mean, but, like, in the sense of he is using him, like, you kind of have to root for him, right? Because that's why you use people in the first place. Uh, (laughs) Oh! I wouldn't say everybody who uses people
2: roots for the people they use. he's,
0: He's, like, rooting for Harry, like, in the sense of, like, that's his favorite football team. Like, he just needs Harry to win. You know? Like, that's the type of rooting that we're seeing there.
1: I literally just pictured Harry Potter in like a Patriots uniform.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's oh my god! We're gonna fight a lot tonight. But (laughs) anyway, anyways, it's time for Marion to take it away. (laughs) So,
2: guys, (laughs) before the third task, we have the scene where my favorite serial killer, Barty Crouch, (laughs) shows. He's the best, right? The best serial killer out there. You know, Jack Ripper, <laughs> Jack the Ripper, who? Um, <laughs> he shows up cracked, whacked in the Forbidden forest and <laughs> Harry just runs, cracked and whacked. Uh, and then <laughs> Harry runs. <laughs> I'm trying to get through my sentences. Oh, I just feel, I really love this man. He's such a crazy person. That I, I have to love him. Like, it's he could sway me energy. to the dark side. You it's his chaotic, chaotic energy. energy. <laughs> I do. Sometimes. I wouldn't say always. But Barty's, I love his. Uh, junior, be spe- I got to be specific. Barty Crouch Jr. But anyways, so Harry runs to get Dumbledore. And we overhear him speaking with Impostor Moody, a.k.a. Serial Killer Barty Crouch Jr. And Cornelius Fudge. And you know this is where we have to give Dumbledore some rights. So Cornelius Fudge is speaking about Madame Maxime um, in some ugly, freaking language, and Dumbledore politely points out his bias and how backwards he thinks he is. Um, Uh, uh,
1: Sorry, I just had to get that out there because it makes me more mad at the author.
2: So, anyways, anyone who points out who, uh, sorry, anyone who (laughs) points out prejudice thinking like that needs, you know, their props, their rights.
1: You know, I feel like that was so hard for you to get out, Marianne, because we know the hypocrisy in which this was written now. A little bit. Like, you know,
2: out of character, OOC, as the Tumblr kiddos like to call it, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Oh, you did a bad word. <laughs> Sorry, but which I is couldn't. why everyone just heard the bleep. Bleep, 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 bleep. bleep. <laughs> Listen, I feel some type it's of way.
0: Funny though, it's gonna be funny though because it's gonna be like bleep, and then it's gonna be like. <gasps> <gasps> I
2: can't. <sighs> anyways, but yes, it is very a little mm, uh, hypocritical. But anyways. Uh, So the man is not perfect, you know, as we know, but at least uh, these situations uh, kind of give us hope.
0: I see what you're saying. I was lost there for a second. But because the author is a backwards and prejudiced person, but Uh she wrote Dumbledore Uh telling Uh people not to be backwards. Uh It it took me a minute, but I got there. And that's just important.
2: Oh Thank my you. goodness.
0: Me Thank and me and me Liz were here. Just you know over here. For everybody listening who struggles just like me, don't let these fools get you down. Sometimes it takes a second. I told you I'd reached my <laughs> mental limit at the beginning of this episode. Don't let the bastards get
2: you down. <laughs> All right. So going back into it we could say though that you know we could argue that he could have done more um sometimes you know uh we could feel that in certain situations he doesn't do all that we can that he can as we kind of mentioned you know in this episode and in previous episodes before so like an example is the house elves you know he agrees with hermione's stance on on things but you know He still has about, or you know, as far as we can tell, I'm assuming he's a headmaster, right? He's the one that kind of has control over Hogwarts or the most control over Hogwarts at that point. So, why do you still have a hundred enslaved elves working for you at the school if you agree with Hermione's stance? Um, And yes, maybe they wouldn't have taken the jobs if he tried to pay them, but you know, he could have still tried. Um, to do something instead of just, you know, accepting things the way that they were, especially for someone who kind of is that person to kind of almost fight, you know, the norm and call people out for those, you know, for being backwards and prejudiced. So,
0: yeah, I, I think it's really dangerous for two reasons. The first, because he is such a powerful wizard. So, you know, that he has the influence to change things like that, or at least yeah. to change people's perceptions of that. But Mm -hmm. also it's bad. It's just as bad sometimes to stand by and do absolutely nothing like that's making it and what it is that's going on.
1: And especially for
0: us right now, I feel like it's a huge topic that we deal with every day, but just Mm -hmm. like standing by and not doing something about something that is wrong. That's not great either. That's wrong. But we shall leave. Exactly.
2: But anyways, so then after the whole Barty Crouch Jr. serial killer disappearance, we get to the third task where obviously Harry and Cedric are transported to Lady
1: V. All right, we're going to skip over this sadness. I mean, we've discussed (laughs) it enough in past episodes, Uh, but we're going to get over to kind of like the first time we see Dumbledore really like kick booty. And be a total bad B. So we literally see him like immediately take charge of the situation. And, you know, he's on top of imposter Moody with that Veritas serum. He's like not dealing with like anyone's crap. He's like, focus. He's like, I need to get this information as soon as possible. Um, He needs Harry to like recount all of it, which also I feel really bad for Harry in this scenario because Harry just got through like a huge trauma yeah. and he's asking a 14 year old to relive it like step by step like so I have a mm, question yes
0: if you were in Dumbledore's position and you knew like what was going on like Lady V was coming back and like Harry possibly had information about it whatever whatever if you were in his position would you have asked Harry to recount that night like right away Knowing no. what you do about these
1: things, as a you know someone with a psych degree, yeah, no, yeah. okay, not at all. That's what that's just gonna... especially for a fourteen-year-old. Like that's a lot. That's like literally like asking someone like, "Hey, you just saw someone die. Tell me about it." Like, yeah, it, he hasn't even processed it. And I love the way that Daniel Radcliffe portrays that moment in the. In the movie, because you can tell, like, when he comes from the the graveyard, like, he, there is this much trauma in him, and he, you can't, you honestly wouldn't even be able to get a coherent answer out of anyone who just saw like someone die in front of them and then basically almost died as well and got out like with the bare skin of their teeth. So, I have a I'm, question, I have a question, yes. like,
2: why couldn't maybe like Dumbledore? instead of just asking him like what happened like give me a recount why couldn't he just like take the memory and watch it for himself
0: well i don't think that you can take a memory like i think it has to be freely given
2: but i mean yeah but like wouldn't that be better if not the equivalent of what he asked Harry to do you know yeah. give me yeah, I know the saying. details I mean, why do not just be like oh, okay I'm going to teach you a thing to do right now and I need you to do it do it and then he doesn't have to actually speak about it he yeah. can have like his moment to process while Dumbledore I mean, gets the answers he needs
0: realistically I would say like maybe Harry couldn't perform that magic I don't know how complex it is
1: It seems well that, like, I think someone do can it? do it on him
0: oh that's what I was then that was like my next question but also like he's a legilimens. So like can't he just check it out for himself
1: that too like there's ways like it, magic you know? exists like why does he have to talk about it I think you know this is just a loophole because I don't think uh, <laughs> she who must not the be the author named.
0: needed a way to tell us what happened <laughs>
1: he, well also I don't think she had completely conceived the the pensive yet the pensieve is in the next book you're right i don't think it's completely like you're right in her head so maybe if it was in her head by the fourth book she might have used it but then she would have to introduce it and it didn't make sense with the story in the fourth book so you know she was like what you're saying so even if she had the idea she was probably like let me just wait on it and just do it this other way but anyways i don't want to give her any credit because f her anyways (laughs) Um, so all of a sudden, you know, obviously Dumbledore knows that this is like stuff is about to go down. He organizes the order members immediately. Um, but I, we will say, even though I just trashed him for the way he confronted Harry and made him recount this, he was very protective of Harry. Like the second, like once he knew his information after
0: he gets what he wants,
1: basically. Um, so like, uh, I don't know. Like, he did a good thing by giving Harry that sleeping potion and making sure that, you know, no one bothered him for a while, but also that was very selfish because you were like, let me torture him for a little bit. And then once I'm done with him, then that's it. So, you know, I feel like this is when a lot of the good starts getting clouded by the bad.
0: Yeah, because I was is feeling, where pretty feeling pretty good about duffy. Dumbledore until like right now. <laughs> Damn. I know. This hmm. is
1: always this is always when it happens. It's like starting with the time turner and moving on. The time turner is really the turning point. Whoa. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, at the very end of the book though, we do see that he paid like a really good tribute to Cedric. Um and made the focus on losing him and preparing the students for what the world may encounter um especially with the bs that followed from you know the ministry Mm. but whatever uh so i guess he this is oh i hate the way she writes him because then like she ends with this beautiful tribute with cedric and then at the end i forget that dumbledore just did terrible things to harry and made him go through this trauma and then i'm like oh dumbledore is nice
0: no he's not
1: you just There's gotta no stay one. on
0: task. Dumbledore is he's, trash. That's what we say here.
1: He's just good he's at really his Really, Jenny? Job. Because for parts one through three, you did not think he was trash. I call know. out, call her out, you call her out.
0: Stick it in there. You gotta keep it in your head because you know that he's gonna be trash. I mm. want, I want Jenny to
2: say you're trash to Jude Law's face as Albus Dumbledore.
0: I would never say that. <laughs> then then that's because it's jude law i would never disrespect that man like that what's wrong with you Anyways. that's still albus Stumbledore. i'm done with you that's jude law and i'm sick of you dragging his name through the mud order of the phoenix <laughs> i wrote this is where jenny loses her beep i wrote bad words <laughs> Why you yourself, thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. (laughs) Because Dumbledore begins to act like a teenage dum-dum. That's why I get (laughs) mad. And I would call him other names, but Elizabeth won't let me. So we're going to leave it at that. But basically, he's just like, he kind of seems like a psycho ex-girlfriend. He's like, stalk this kid. I want you to tell me where he goes and who he hangs out with. And, like, what he's doing this summer. And then he's like, but when I see him, I'm not going to talk to him. I knew, like, at least 20 girls that did this to their boyfriend in high school. Like, guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, like, I love him so much. But that's why I can't talk to him in Spanish class because then he'll know. And I'm just like, isn't that what you want, Becky? Isn't that what you want? But anyways, so that's just, (laughs) I don't know. Every time that I read Order of Phoenix, like, that's just how I see Dumbledore. But that's just me. So, okay, he's having the Order members follow Harry. It's great. Spending a lot of resources on that. And it comes in handy when Harry's attacked by Dementors. and little whinging. But also, Harry's, like, old enough to know, you know, that he's being tailed. Like, I feel like we didn't really have to hide that from Harry. I feel like we could have told him that one. He I... literally
2: saw someone die at the hands of Lady V. I think he's old <laughs> enough to know at this exactly. point.
0: Exactly. So I feel like yeah. in the, the past, it I think it was like OK to uh, hold back some stuff. But now I'm just like, I mean, what's the point? You know, grew up real quick. <laughs> like he saved he saved the day three times already. Exactly. The kids but also, a war hero. Like, if you're thinking about it, if you really cared about Harry and his feelings, like you would know that he's having a horrible time at the Dursleys and that he has yeah. no comfort there, and he's probably going through a rough time. Topped all of that with, I just watched Cedric die. Like, he's clearly having nightmares about it. So it's, it would have been comforting for him to know that people were following him or whatever. Like, he had company.
1: But yeah, you know, you really. Dumbledore he, took honestly, that away from us and and that's that's what makes me so mad like it's such a valid point that there was no reason to keep it a secret from harry like oh but he needed like the summer to his own to recoup oh yeah leave him alone with the people who've been torturing him for 14 years of his life every single time he lives in their house like that's exactly what's gonna be great for his mental health do you know how you
0: help people that are struggling it's very simple you ask how can I help you? Then that person's going to give you an answer. And then, usually, if you do that, cool peeps. But that's just and not my only,
1: advice. And not only that, but like now you leave Harry realizing that Voldemort is back. So now he's having not only nightmares about Cedric dying, but nightmares that Voldemort's going to come back to kill him. And yet, you're not going to reassure him, like, oh, we've got you, dude. Like, we're watching you. Like, You know, we're going to make sure you're safe. You didn't even need to tell him about the stupid enchantment with his family. Come on.
0: I told you, he's trash. This is why we hold on to these mantras. So, at the same time that all this is going down with Harry and the Order, um, the Daily Prophet is working double time to discredit both Harry and Dumbledore. Make sure everybody thinks Dumbledore is some old bat. He's losing his mind, which, I mean, props to the Prophet. They did a good job. They had the whole Wizarding World convinced, basically. <laughs> except for, like, I don't know, Neville's grandma and Luna Lovegood. So, you know, good job there. Uh, he's removed of, as Chief Warlock of the Wizarding Gamut. And he is also removed from the position of Supreme Mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards.
2: So wow, so he up- was he, he was Supreme Mug- Mugwump all over... Of- all up until this time.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: But also, wow. do you know what
0: this sounds like? This sounds like Dumbledore was canceled. They canceled him, you guys. They did. I just had a lot of fun realizing that. But anyways, uh back to the Dementors attacking Harry. Uh, this sets several things in motion. One, Albus sends Petunia a howler. A howler! Anyways, I thought that was a <laughs> good guess. No one else did. So... <laughs> No, um, it is kind of exciting because, like, it's a muggle
2: who gets a howler. And, like, she has to open it. Otherwise, it's going to explode. So, like, is it is fun. Huh?
0: But it's also exciting because it seems like the kind of petty thing that he would do. Be like, oh, Vernon, your wife knows stuff <laughs> about magic. But
1: anyways. Um, P.S. i just really reading... said that we were never there for that moment.
0: I know. But also, like, when I was reading it for the first time in the book, it was, like, Because he says, just remember my last. That's all. So you don't know, like, what's going on. You just know they said that at the time. And I'm just like, give me the tea. Like, that part of the book was, I was just like, I have to find out what this means. And then I completely forgot about it until the end of the book. But we have (laughs) all those owls at the same time that are also being sent to Harry You know, like, expelling him and not expelling him and then telling him to sit and wait, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually we have Harry's transport um, by the Order themselves, which, of course, Dumbledore is never a part of the Guard. Interesting. I guess he's too important to do the people's work. But um, Dumbledore has accepted Number 12, Grimald Place, as the headquarter for the Order of the Phoenix by this time. Yay. And we know that uh, he passes through, like, you know, Grimald plays to check on things, but he purposefully does not speak to Harry. Obviously, we know why, but let's <laughs> recount things. Harry goes through trauma, gets tortured, essentially, by Dumbledore to relive that trauma, goes home to, I don't know, pseudo parents that don't love him, has a horrible time, gets attacked by dementors, is expelled from school, then isn't expelled from school, has no idea what's going on. And then after all this finally gets to Grimald's Place Dumbledore won't speak to him. What? It's very annoying.
1: I'm just like <laughs> Okay, so the reason why Dumbledore avoids him is because like, you know, it he thinks that, you know, Voldemort and Harry now have that connection again. He's afraid yeah. of of what? Like Voldemort will see what Dumbledore's up to. Right?
0: Um I think he states later in the book when he's like apologizing for his behavior is that he says that he didn't want Voldemort to know like how much Dumbledore cared for Harry um because then like when uh voldemort possesses mm. him in the ministry he's like oh like he was trying to goad me into killing him through like killing you like when he was possessing you but he knew that i wouldn't because i care for you so much <laughs> toxic love but i think it's just he doesn't want him to know like how close they are well Cause then it kind of could have been like a moment like you know he knew that sirius and harry were close so then he kind of used yes, Sirius to used make it harry yeah sense. yeah
1: yeah i guess I but guess. I mean,
0: he couldn't that have information like, could have come from, like, 17 other sources. It wouldn't
1: have been like, literally, hard to find. He could have he just, like, sent him a letter being like, yo, dude, like, I'm here for you, but I can't really be here for you right now. But just know, like, I'm in your corner. That's yeah. all he needed. Yeah, Because he thought he lost Dumbledore from being in his corner. Okay, so... Now we get this very uh, weird start to the school year. Uh, Ron and Hermione are now prefects. Woo! Mm -hmm. Which, like, I get the Hermione. But Ron? I... I I, I can still see it a little. Negative. But I mean, weren't there, like, six other Gryffindor boys? Uh, That
2: could've... So, you would would see Seamus Finnegan more of a prefect than ron i would see dean i would have dean. seen dean thomas over ron but but ron weasley's part one. of the golden but ron weasley's part of the golden trio
1: so he it does make sense story-wise what? he
2: helped save the world three
1: times he's best friends with harry i would see it well really at this point he's only saved the world twice because the Goblet of Fire had nothing to do with it. No, yeah, but no, twice because he wasn't around for yeah,
2: for three. You're right.
1: You're right. Yeah.
0: He wasn't but still, raider. he wasn't really around for four. He didn't really do anything in the chamber of secrets either. He got stuck behind the, all those rocks. That's true. <laughs> so really, but it was, was his idea.
2: It was his idea though. He was like, That's my sister. We
1: have to go save my sister. So we well, no, I don't think he said I don't think he said he was gonna go save his sister. He wanted Lockhart to go save his sister, and then they kinda got dragged into it because Harry could speak parcel tongues. So
0: I mean listen, I'm but just saying no. I love Ronald Weasley. You know how I feel, but he was just not prefect material, and we're gonna have to accept
1: that. Yeah.
0: I believe in Ron Weasley.
1: Right.
2: Don't worry, Ronnie. I got you.
1: Okay, so uh on our Google Doc, Jenny put in a warning for me. So I'm just, this is my warning to myself. Do you myself.
0: want me to say it? Do you want me to just run through it? Do you want me to rip it off like a band aid?
1: No, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. <laughs> can handle- but, anyways, um, we now have the Lord <laughs> Umbridge arriving at Hogwarts. And whatever. Okay. So Dumbledore obviously doesn't like her because, you know, because why she's she's satan's mistress (laughs) yeah you know what she reminds me of that uh match commercial with like satan and and uh, 2020 2020 (laughs) 2020
2: (laughs) 2020. just call me 2020.
1: 2020. (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh she is the worst but, like, I guess he can, like, feign being polite to her, which I give him props because that must be really hard. Everyone who had to acknowledge her presence and not be an absolute douche back to her, props. Because I would throw up in her face. Anyways. <laughs> um, Yeah. He's really good at, like, just rolling with the punches when, like, life just gets handed to him, I guess, sometimes. Especially when the government messes with him. So, you know, I guess that's really cool of him, too. And, like, does anything really, like, bother him? Like, it's very rare we see Dumbledore bothered.
0: These are the questions that I have. Like, do things bother him? Like, does he have normal people problems?
1: Um, I was going to say, is he, like, a
2: sociopath? Is that what we're trying to, like, ask? Like, does he have feelings? No. Does oh, he no. care about no, things?
0: no, no, no. No, he has feelings. I think that's obvious. I'm just saying, like, I can't imagine Dumbledore leading like a normal life, like being anxious about having to give his speech at the first night of school, like at the feast, or I don't like filing papers at the school because he has a job. Like I can't see him doing normal people things.
1: I see him only doing
0: Dumbledore things.
1: He's very otherworldly.
0: Yeah. yeah, like
1: godlike. Yeah. Which I guess like is accurate cuz we see him portrayed from Harry's point of view. So
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true.
1: Yeah. Um but anyways, uh the b- on Umbridge uh keeps rising up the ranks cuz you know, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was believe are you, going you to read this part? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just Trying to get through it. All right. Yeah, you're Uh, definitely hardcore. I really am. But I I will do it. Uh, She's High Inquisitor of Hogwarts. She uh, appoints some students. Basically, Dumbledore's not even, like, needed at this point. He's just there. Um, Harry has started Dumbledore's army because, you know, Harry's looking for love and uses Dumbledore's name to maybe seek love anyways um the inquisitorial squad is able to find them one night after marietta Edgecombe. that thank you for saying that because i wanted to uh they uh take harry up to dumbledore's office and this is the first time that they are forced together in the same room all year and um
0: yeah
1: And so Albus ends up taking the blame for the group. And, you know, now, Marianne, what comes next? This is like a, this is a good moment.
2: This is a good moment. This is like a badassery moment for Albus Dumbledore. So he's obviously able to escape the room by using his Phoenix and some dope freaking magic. He's just like, (laughs) and he's out of there, But but we don't know where he goes. Uh, all we know is that he definitely does not go to uh, Grimmauld place. Uh, there's actually a theory that he goes Horcrux ha- hunting uh, while he's gone from the school. And that's why he's able to destroy like the ring so quickly in the summer. Um, and then the next time that we see Dumbledore, Lady V has returned and they duel at the Ministry of Magic, which P.S. That is so cool in the movies like by. Definitely one of the highlights. One of the reasons why Order of the Phoenix is a really good movie. Um, We must note that Dumbledore captured all of the Death Eaters personally because he knows his shit. We're really cursing here today. Um, And the book ends on a sad note because Lady V is back, but also a high note because Dumbledore and Harry are proven to have been telling the truth the whole time. It took
1: an entire year for people to realize it's fine. Oh, wow. This is very poignant with what just happened in the US. hmm Wow. Wow. The shade. I'm not even going to go into it because I feel like I don't even need to say anything. The whole world knows what happened here. So. Yep. Wow. Anyway. That was some deep stuff my brain just went into. <laughs> Anyways, The Half-Blood Prince, aka the best book and the worst movie. So, Jenny's giving me so much side eye right now. She's so done with me tonight.
0: Go ahead and continue.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, he Dumbledore shows up uh at the beginning of the summer because he had just you know destroyed the horcrux. Harry doesn't know this yet. He just sees Dumbledore with a crusty hand. Is in Jenny's notes. And it you know is what? crusty. I, he's a crusty dude. I mean, it's a really accurate, uh, you know, description that you gave. Because now I'm really picturing like a decrepit dying hand. So I like You're the welcome. word crusty Jenny. Um, so we find out later, obviously, that he contained the curse of his hand. You know, the curse would eventually kill him. Um, Snape diagnosed him with about one year to live. I'm always very curious as to what this curse was. That like there was no cure to it and the fact that only the ring had it and none of the other Horcruxes had it. Well, the the drink of despair when um,
2: when they eventually later in this book, when they get to it, that also kind of has a curse to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but Dumbledore was- I of them. The Inferior. Would yeah, it would.
2: Drink not of Despair curse, would have killed him.
0: Not the potion itself. He would have had to go to the water, and then he would have met his demise, but not, like, just because he drank the drink. Like, that didn't matter.
2: Apparently, but it apparently, I don't know. I'm going to live Google, but I'm pretty sure that the Drink of Despair is deadly. Like, once you drink it, there was no hope. That's how Regulus died, basically. Hmm. We need a live Google. No door
0: lives, but. But not really, because he gets back and then boom.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> so I think really it was.
0: Know.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like he was always kind of destined to die. I don't know.
1: I'm I'm live googling. So, but keep okay. going.
0: Live googling. I know, let's go
1: let's live Google that. Uh, but that still doesn't answer like my question of what. So those two were the only Horcruxes that had like serious curses.
0: Well, every Horcrux works differently, it seems, and some of them. Seem to break lots of laws, so I just don't focus but on it, them a lot, to be honest.
1: But like, this makes me more mad at Lady V. Like, you came up with a brilliant idea that if someone got to your heart crux yeah. they would die.
0: I mean, but look like, at, that's like, the a- diary. Like, the diary functions completely as like a separate entity from the rest of them. Like, it's so different from. He would have come back as like a sixteen-year-old memory, dude. Like. Don't, you're making me mad and I can't get mad. Gotta oh. stay calm for the betterment of my health.
1: We should do a whole episode just analyzing these Horcruxes.
0: Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm
1: down. Because there's like, there's a lot to unpack there,
0: but. I know.
1: Anyways. uh, So he shows up at Harry's house and then, you know, all of a sudden, boom. He's doing something shady. Using Harry again. Okay. okay. He's so hot and cold. I really can't with Dumbledore at this moment. Like, I like him one page, I flip the page, and then I don't like him. Like, <laughs> He's so basic. gray. It's basically me just reading the books. I'm just flipping back and forth. Uh, so he uses Harry because he knows Horse Slughorn loves his celebrities, and Harry is the celebrity. So he just dangles Harry like a freaking carrot in front of a horse. So gross. Like, it's gross. I still don't understand why he couldn't have just, like, told Harry, like, hey, I just need your help really quick because, like, you're kind of a celebrity and I need this professor to come back. That would be not gross.
0: I feel like that makes all the difference in the world. Like, if he had just straight up been like, yo, I need you to do me this super solid favor. Like, this dude's kind of whack. But he's really going to respond to your energy. Like, Harry would have done it. He would have been like, oh no, Dumbledore, oh. Yeah. It <sighs> makes me mad too, girl. It makes me mad too. Whatever. So, after they go on to Slughorn, Dumbledore leaves Harry at the burrow with the Weasleys, and he goes about his business. We don't know what he does on his personal time. Uh, But this year, we get the special meetings between Dumbledore, where he essentially starts, like, preparing Harry to defeat Lady V. So this is, like, the ultimate manipulation. Like, he's literally, like, Mm. getting this kid ready for slaughter, basically. Um,
1: But And even then, he didn't do a good job, but whatever.
0: (laughs) So I think the timing is, like, kind of suspect. But do you guys think, like, The curse that was eventually supposed to kill him, like, from the ring. Do you think that it forced him into telling Harry everything? Or do you think that he would have just done it on his own?
1: Actually, I do think that knowing that he was going to die forced his hand. I was going to agree. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: I don't agree.
2: Like... I don't, I just don't, I don't foresee like what would happen if he didn't have to die and, you know, he knew that Harry still had to die and like, like how would he go about communicating that to him in order for him to like, I don't know, just like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him having that hard conversation with him or like scheming, be like how we're going to save you, you know, from dying. Like, I don't know. I don't think you would have told him.
1: That's what makes it even worse is the fact that if Dumbledore didn't know that he was going to die, he probably would have continued on as he was, leaving Harry out of the dark, doing everything on his own end to make sure that this part of the prophecy comes true. And then basically, again, he probably would have dangled Harry like a carrot in front of Voldemort and made harry do that sacrifice without any of the explanation behind it which is so freaking infuriating to me that like the only reason why harry no, even got i disagree r- with no. you
0: there i disagree with you there
1: because harry had to sacrifice
0: like had to go into that moment with voldy like knowing that he had to die like he had to purposefully not fight back so i think that dumbledore would have told him that part I don't know that Dumbledore would have given him, like, the whole shebang, but he would have at least prepared Harry to, like, go see Lady V, knowing that he had to die, because he also passes it on that still, protection, it too. It
1: would have taken too long. Oh,
0: 100%. I'm not fighting you on that, but I think he would have, at the very least, told him, like, yo, you got to go die. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Peace out. But oh yeah, God. so basically we see them at regular intervals throughout the book, which again is like, you know, they're breaking the mold and we get to see more of Dumbledore outside of his little, you know, special moments. Uh, but, you know, we see a lot of his old memories and thoughts and stuff in the Pensieve as well as others, memories. others' memories. Um, but he's thinking that any information basically that Harry can gather will help him in the inevitable battle that was prophesized between him and Voldy. Um, but Dumbledore is also known to be gone from the school at regular intervals, which is sus. Uh, but finally, Dumbledore tracks the Horcrux to an oceanside cave, where Tom Riddle had tortured some kids and perhaps a bunny during his orphanage days. Which I can't. By the sure, way, like I have a lot sure. of questions about how he found that very specific place. Like I know that all magic leaves a trace or whatever, but I, like, what was he doing? Just like cruising through the coastline, checking things out, like the cave is we well, hard to reach I just I have a lot of questions
1: I know for sure we talked about this in a previous episode and you had the exact same question I know Jenny, you're like what was I two? know just, like,
0: along the shoreline. I remember because I still have these questions
2: and I kind of have an answer at least movie canon has an answer there's a photo of said cave in yeah. when Albus meets you know I'm young not out Baltimore. here rolling
0: with movie canon
2: I'm just saying, movie canon has an answer. There's a photo of it of a special place.
0: Maybe Dumbledore did a live Google.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? But anyways, he tells Harry about this and then lets Harry accompany him to the cave. Wow. Your decisions. I mean, just imagine being 16 and your principal is like, come on this life or death trip with me, man. And they arrive at the cave, and Dumbledore is sussing out all the magic done there. They eventually gain entrance and head over to the Horcrux. Dumbledore has to drink that terrible potion, the Drink of Despair, Emerald Potion, and Harry's basically useless.
1: Oh, um, oh, Marianne, did you end up your 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 live Google of the Drink of Despair?
2: I did not end up finishing it. I ended up actually like diving into this other thing where like it was like a fan oh, theory, oh. but um just from what I remember of the drink of despair, or at least just in general of about Dumbledore is that the idea was that Dumbledore was always going to die. And, and apparently what I think was theorized if it wasn't confirmed, because um, I don't want to, you know, I, all allegedly until, you know, proven fact. But um, I think the whole concept was that Dumbledore always knew he was dying, you know, from the ring. And then from the drink of despair, he always kind of knew his time was up. And so, that's when he kind of told Snape, he was like, Hey, like you need to kill me instead of Draco. Cause he always knew he was going to die. And he just would rather die of Snape's hand because again, it would go along with his plans, his future plans. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if the drink of despair ends up really being deadly or if it was the ring that was actually the deadly thing. I think it was the ring that was that where Dumbledore knew he was going to die no matter what. And that's kind yeah. of what prompts him to talk to Snape to be like, yeah. hey. I
1: think I think what the drink of despair does, it like it makes you so insane that like it's kind of like what Jenny said, where it causes you to just want to drink the water from the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. And that's when the uh you know the s- skelly. <laughs> attack you (laughs) we love it it's late guys it is officially 11 11 p.m while we are recording this (laughs) so So, we're just uh, dropping all the bombs we're dropping all the bombs we're forgetting all the names i'm pretty sure they're the inferior yes they are the Inferi. (laughs) i think i was that's actually my next point
2: yeah the Inferi uh kept are obviously kept in the water surrounding them, so they begin to attack uh, both of them from both sides. Dumbledore starts to find the strength to get up and handle the situation. um, And then they finally escape the whole
1: cave situation, and they head back to Hogsmeade. Which, okay, so like, considering that, the 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 despair potion, or Drink of despair. Drink of Drink of despair. Again, I'm forgetting every name, but anyways that it makes you so insane to the point where like you drink the water that will eventually make you die because you'll get sucked in with all this in Like the fact that Dumbledore, he's already weak because the ring is killing him. Now he has a drink of despair, which is scrambling his head. So he's a potato. And yet he still finds this like insane strength within him to, get them completely magically out of that situation safely like this has to be honestly one of those moments where i was like this this dude is powerful like mm-hmm. there's no ifs ands or buts he powered through it this dude is powerful how, man- how many of us can say that we did that yeah
0: um, i think it's called rallying he rallied
2: he rallied he rallied I like it. (laughs) Um, So they escape the whole cave situation. They go to Hogsmeade. Um, At this point, the Death Years have gained entrance to the school because Dumbledore was gone. Um, And they've cast the Dark Mark over the Astronomy Tower. Um, And Dumbledore and Harry start to rush to see what's going on. It's very important to note just because of the potion that Dumbledore is extremely weak at this point. Um, Once they arrived at the tower and Harry is hidden, Draco pops out. And he's like, hey to listen dumby like (laughs) he's at one point he's like i gotta kill you and dumbo knows what's coming obviously um he's making sure that harry is like out of like place um and he just tries to reason with draco he's like draco listen my boy like don't kill me like don't do it but draco's like but i gotta I gotta or they're gonna kill me. Um I really love this uh, rendition,
1: Marianne. Think it's not so... my favorite. <laughs> it's it's not your favorite?
0: It's not my favorite rendition I've ever heard. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: Well, I've you done know? better. I've done better bits.
0: You have
1: I I think overall the rendition is better than what happened in the movie, so
0: Oh my <laughs> god. Continue before I lose my mind.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. I think it
2: was kind of reasonable and noble. This this is definitely one of the more noble moments that, you know, Dumbledore... It's... Yeah. A, that Dumbledore's trying to reason with Draco, like in his dying moments. He's trying he's... to save Draco's innocence.
1: Yeah. Okay, but you guys are forgetting that instead of, you know, he could have easily told Harry to leave or forced him to leave with magic but he specifically paralyzed him in a spot where he could witness it all
0: i'm sorry and once but again, i disagree with you heavily what is he gonna f- do have him fly through the astronomy tower like
1: but he's how was he, he, he gonna force him to leave or put him in a spot where he couldn't see everything he literally had to see exactly his her- I think we're putting has- a little but- too much
2: on
0: Dumbledore. Right okay,
2: now. okay, okay. But he, but listen, Harry needs to see what happens because that's the whole point of how he knows who ends up with the Elder Wand. So that's true. we like Dumbledore knows what he's doing. I'm, I'm so, not gonna say I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, give him an clear. out for all of his decisions. But he knows the man knows what he's doing. He knows Harry has to see this moment. Uh, very clearly, you know, have a clear vision of it because Snape ha- he needs to see Snape killing him and not, you know, like where the Elder one's true loyalties lie. So,
1: well, like it's it's because Draco, Draco, yes, yes, still needs but to you see get it. what I'm saying. Your point still
0: stands.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: he still needs he to also, see it. He also does the classy thing. May I remind you? And he offers Narcissa and Draco like the protection of the Order of the Phoenix. That's
1: classy, does. Elizabeth. <laughs> I I'm just mad because he's putting Harry through another very traumatic moment. I mean, I uh, understand that, but you know what? We're not giving it out, but it's a, the
2: ends yeah. justify the means in this particular moment. Oh,
0: like, in a this blank particular moment. Though, that's the blankest statement.
2: In this particular moment. Anyways... So
0: he asked
2: Snape to do the deed of killing him because he thought it would save Draco's innocence and Dumbledore knew he was dying regardless, as we've mentioned before. So now he did he do it because he wanted to save Draco's innocence or because he wanted the Elder One to pass into Snape's possession?
0: Uh, Who knows? I I honestly, I don't know why, but I think it was a little bit of both.
2: I think it was a little bit of both as well like
0: i i really do think that he wanted to help Jake go out but i also think he probably would have prioritized the elder juan possession
1: for sure but you know you know how we were like oh he sees a little bit of uh ariana in like lupin situation yeah what if he sees a little bit of himself in draco like hey yeah hey yeah in situation that could have possibly changed yes. him forever, which is I similar see. to the I same situation that he was in with grindelwald God and he knew that if he ever followed grindelwald and actually continued on that path and you know all oh of my that God. stop it you're shattering my world so, I think a big part of it was the whole Draco thing because he saw like this would have been his tipping point.
0: Yeah. That's we really would have true. had a
1: completely different Draco if Draco actually oh killed God, him.
0: Stop. I'm about to listen to this part in the audiobooks. And I feel like you're just giving me a brand new perspective.
2: Wow. I'm sure this will also, I'm going to bring this up because I'm sure you guys would enjoy this as well. But dumbledore also in this moment had to be like well somebody has to take the elder wand if they kill me because that's like the the allegiance so i'm gonna choose snape to die in my favor then draco in the this poor boy so i'm sure you guys would enjoy that (laughs) yep 100 (sighs) anyways so the death eaters they're joining Draco. They're having a laugh. Ha ha ha! They begin encouraging him to kill Dumbledore, which is when Snape steps in. Albus Dumbledore dies and falls from the Astronomy Tower.
0: Yeah. But Writing yeah, for the first time, was like hella sad.
1: I mean, I still get chills when I think of that scene. Like, honestly,
0: I think also because like the first time that I read the books, I did not fully understand the amount of Seth that is Dumbledore. Like, I was just like, oh, this dude is pretty chill. He's pretty cool. Like, I really loved him a lot. So then, like, reading his death was kind of hurtful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still is. Like, just yeah, everything that happens from his death, actually not even from his death, because then there's the whole, you know, like, Harry chasing Snape or whatever, and yeah. all of that goes on. But from the moment where Harry goes back to his body at the base of the tower to like Uh. the rest of the book it's just uh, this is like one of the main reasons why i love half-blood prince because you're just left like on edge of emotions like you're so like overwhelmed with everything that's going on and everything that like his death symbolizes and it's just i mean i'll give it to her it's really good writing because that whole last chapter you're just like i feel like you're you're like shaking from from grief from anxiety from from everything just seeing this man that we've now built up to this point for the most part as being a brilliant person and harry's like aid is now gone so it's just no, I was wiping away <laughs> mascara. Thank you very much. Oh,
0: no, I was like, oh my god! Elizabeth. Listen,
2: it's a reasonable question. You know, you're pregnant. Like <laughs> you're
1: pregnant. No. Marianne
0: is only accepting it because you're pregnant.
1: I mean, it's yeah. just me in general. No, I, I actually. Besides, like maybe Harry first seeing Dumbledore's body on the ground, I don't really cry during this part because I'm at that like. I don't cry. I'm at that. I'm at that edge that I just described where I'm just like shaking. Like I can't believe what just happened. And I'm kind of in like that disbelief for like the rest of the book Honestly, until it ends.
0: sometimes you talk and I'm just like, how could one person feel all of that?
1: I I feel that's I Jenny's cool trauma. <laughs> hey, Jenny's trauma talking. I don't wish this upon anyone. I feel everything tenfold. And that means fictional characters as well. So yep. It's it's hard. It's a hard life. I've been through many deaths that were not even relative to my own life and they affect me almost as bad. For real. I feel I'm like
2: I'm gonna get hashtag multi fandom at this point, but like I feel like I'm a vampire in the vampire aries where like it's gone to the point where you get so many emotions that sometimes you just turn it off. You're just like, I'm done for the day, I cannot <laughs> feel anymore we'll We're turn them the, right back on tomorrow a really bad thing in the show <laughs> it is a really bad thing in the show but when you're an empath feeling everything sometimes you're just like i want to turn it off for a hot second give yourself a break
0: i'm an empath too stop it stop and you're it. and you're really good at turning it off yeah because yeah. you have to get good at it <laughs> Yeah, I because y'all I've know like really for as much sensitive. BS as I talk about myself and my emotions, like y'all know that
1: I'm sensitive. Yeah, I've only recently been able to turn it off before. Oh, my God. if you guys met me? Well, I mean, you guys didn't know me, but like if you like- <laughs> <laughs> talk it to the fans, I was like, what listeners. is she going to say? Like, if you met me when I was five, I was like, I was waiting. Well, actually, yes, basically from the time I was born. Up until, like, my early 20s, I just cried at the drop of a hat. Like, I just cried all the time. Anything remotely sad, I was full on tears.
0: All right. Well, we've gotten to a dark place. so Yeah.
1: I think it's time time to move on. We're, like, free therapy? What? I know. Sometimes the tears were happy tears. Like, hello, Aladdin's magic carpet ride brings me to tears every single time because they love each other so much.
0: I'm going to super need you to talk about Dumbledore's funeral. Like, I'm going to super need us to get back on track. Okay.
1: I talked about it. So Marianne could just wrap it up.
0: Yeah. All i got to say is that
2: I really just love the amount of people that end up showing up. And this is another thing that I will say in the movies that even though Half-Blood Prince is what it is, um this particular scene is really wonderful um the funeral scene well not there was no funeral scene but the moment where you know they put the wands up um and shoot up lights i remember watching that for the first time and i i really loved it
0: that almost makes me cry every time
2: yeah for sure like that that's a really sweet moment even though it's not really part of the books (laughs) It's still very sweet, and it just kind of tells you like the amount of people that really cared about him, and the the amount of lives he touched, no matter what kind of a person he was. So no.
0: the Deathly Hallows,
1: oh, <laughs> the <boy>. Deathly Hallows. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into it, I would just like to say that this is finally when Harry officially sees how great this man is. And, like, his mm-hmm. world starts, like, yep. shattering in front of him. Yes. Almost. And, you know, I wish people, when they would think back on Dumbledore, would think back and remember the torture that Harry went through. Oh, my God, Elizabeth. In this book. Jesus, Lord. No, but, like, not, not, like, in a bad way for Harry. I mean, like, think about how... Harry started being sus of Dumbledore the same way we should always be sus of Dumbledore. Like, yeah. you know, we should always just remember that sus is very important. Anyways, saying sus all this time <laughs> so much <laughs> this episode is making me want to play Among Us. For sure. It's been a while. Anyways, so he's obviously not physically in this story, but I mm-hmm. he is. His essence is around. He's the manipulator of this whole story. So yeah. You know, yeah. these are his results. This is literally his life's work is unfolding in Deathly Hollows. But anyways, uh, so Rita Skeeter
0: Mm-mm. released the
1: book titled The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore.
0: I would have been at Barnes & Noble at midnight for the release of that book.
1: I, yeah, I probably would have gotten it. And we would have been there together, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously everyone starts getting hella sus of dumbledore they think he's a terrible man now which is i mean kind of true <laughs> it is kind of true but also like uh, i just don't like that rita skeeter made them because like the way rita skeeter makes him look terrible is not the way in which he's actually, actually terrible, terrible i know i feel which which like makes me mad yeah like Rita Skeeter to me seems like the type of writer who, like, if she even caught wind that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were lovers, she would have totally portrayed that as like a negative thing in that book, and that makes me mad. One hundred percent. And that, that also got comes mad with
0: mad over a hypothetical, like, fictional situation.
1: Yeah. This is my life. Okay? <laughs>
2: We just went into this whole tangent of how we're empaths and we're please, just going to feel all the things and we're fictional characters.
1: Continue. Just please continue. <laughs> but what I was actually going to say was this gives so much more credit to the theory that Rita Skeeter is yes. she who must not be named. I was thinking that. Yep. Because there, like before, when I first read the Rita Skeeter theory, I was like, there's no way because she who must not be named is a wonderful person. But now I'm like, no, she's trash. Her Mm -hmm. and Rita Skeeter are the same person. They are trash. Anyways, I just really need to get that out there. (laughs) Um, His uh, portrait in the Deathly Hallows tells Snape how to get the order to transport Harry safely after the traces off of him. And it also tells Snape how to get the sword to Harry while he's in the forest, which is very important. Uh, off obviously. Um, and so uh, we know that uh, he leaves Ron the put outer or the deluminator.
0: Which one do you guys Um, use? Which word do you guys use to describe that thing? I use the illuminator.
1: Illuminator. Me too. For sure. It just sounds. It sounds better. Yeah, it sounds fancy coming off your tongue. Deluminator. Then put outer. Put outer. It sounds weird. Anyways, listeners, let us know. What do you prefer? Put Outer or Deluminator? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep moving on because it's late. <laughs> uh, in his will, uh, he leaves Hermione a copy of Beatles the Bard, the OG with drawings of the Deathly Hallows on it. Mm-hmm. Wink. Wink. This was basically like, I I, I want to be in Dumbledore's head in this moment where he was kind of like writing this into his will and been like, all right, she's definitely gonna get this. Like there's just like one deathly hollow symbol in here, but like she's totally gonna get this because it's Hermione. like she's got to. She's got to. Yeah. yeah, it'll make sense to her. And then he like finishes writing his will. Like that's what I feel like went on in his head for sure. Uh, and then he leaves Harry the snitch, which holds the resurrection stone, as well as a sort of Gryffindor. But, you know, as we all know, and, you know, the ministry makes a big stinker about it. It's not his to give. But uh, like
0: that. It wasn't his to give.
1: No, I know. I, I, I mean, it genuinely- I don't think
0: that dumbledore ever wrote that in his will with the intention of of like harry actually getting the sword i think it was more of a nod towards like hey you can use this thing or use something like it to destroy horcruxes like i thought that him leaving him the sword was a clue in and of itself
1: yeah no i i definitely think like he's not dumbledore is not dumb he's gonna realize that like they're not going to give him the sword of Gryffindor, which is like a relic of Hogwarts. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But it definitely was like a wink, wink. You're going to need this. Wink, wink. Um, But uh, I yeah. love how he put a little bit too much faith into Harry. Remembering that, you know, the snitch was in his mouth. I mean, it took oh. Harry, what, a whole year? Honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen. The amount of stuff
0: that Dumbledore like expected them to remember or figure out, <laughs> girl, I still would have been searching for these Horcruxes. Was like Voldemort Honestly, would have risen to power to this day. <laughs> like, I still would have been out in the woods. But
1: this yeah. is like this is like my one qualm when it comes to uh, reading books and like characters in books, especially people like Dumbledore, Harry, where like they remember these minuscule details and conversations. Yeah.
0: Ain't and it I'm happening. like, there's, there's no way. There's no way. It would no have way. taken me seven years to find all seven horcruxes. Like, it would have been a bad time. The world yeah. would have been over. Everyone would be dead.
1: I mean, if it, it was is. me, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have remembered like half the stuff that Dumbledore told me because you need to tell me things five times for it to even sink in my head. I
0: literally can't even remember what happened two days ago. I don't even know what day today is. Like, I don't know what's going on in general, so I feel like it would have just been a bad time. <laughs> but whatever. So, Lady V pays a visit to Dumbledore's tomb. Ill, gross, and he grave robs him, and he takes the Elder Wand. Which, psych, buddy, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> but during the Battle of Hogwarts, Harry heads up to see um, Snape's memory, which obviously Snape dies. Everybody, and he gives him this memory. His tears. so emotional (laughs) but he goes up to the pensieve to view snape's memory and he sees the memory of dumbledore telling snape that he believes harry must die voluntarily at the hands of lady V. that was very complicated but i hope you followed it uh this prepares (laughs) harry for what he must do and so he's like okay this is my problem here He's like, ah, yes, I've seen this thing. Dumbledore wants me to do it. And then he's just like, all right, I'm going to pack up my stuff and say bye to absolutely nobody. And I'm going to walk into the forest and die. <laughs> well, I mean, like, imagine, like,
2: if he says bye to everyone, everyone's I mean, going to cry I know. or I fight know. him.
0: But also, like, really? Like, really? You can't even give Ronald, like, a, you can't dap him up? His I brother just-, just died for you. Listen, no, if it, I was
2: Harry, I would 1,000% do the same thing. You wow, would not.
0: Marianne. Okay. You would whatever. not get it.
2: I, I would I would tell you all I love you, and you would think, oh, I love you, too. But and he then i not even die. do that.
0: He just walked into the forest. Whatever. I'm, we've already had this conversation. I cannot. But whatever. <laughs> all right. So, boom. Harry's in limbo. And guess who he sees? The old temple door. He's, dumbledore. Like, dumbledore. he's like yo what's up man like welcome to king's cross well i guess he doesn't really tell harry like harry has to figure it out for himself <laughs> because even in death this kid can't catch a break like dumbledore just can't be straight right now like he's just like i don't know, figure it out this is all up to you but uh yeah he finally tells harry everything like everything everything and then he moves on i don't know dissipates becomes light reincarnates does whatever it is that he does and harry goes back to the mortal world and uh and that's the end yay mm-hmm. hey, what that's crazy i can't believe that we're there it's insane first of all i can't believe that we did this in four episodes
1: i There's mean it was so much i know this man's life is
2: complicated and it this is, is like without and this is without all the lore that we still don't technically know that was potentially going to be in the three Fantastic Beasts movies.
0: I know. I'm so excited about that, by the way. Okay, I know that he's trash and stuff, but honestly, Dumbledore's story might be, like,
1: my favorite story. It's
0: just so It's compelling. super fun. It's yeah. super fun, it's just- and I don't know. There's just so much going on. I don't know. I love it.
1: Yeah, especially his time before – Harry, like yes. that time was always so interesting to me. So I yes. guess, like, you know, I do like that she who must not be named is giving it to us. <laughs> so whatever. Not really. Whatever. I'm going to stream <laughs> it illegally.
0: So, okay. <laughs> questions. Finishing questions before we answer the last one. Was it worth it? Like, was it worth having Dumbledore pull the strings?
2: <sighs> listen, listen.
0: Listen. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna shock you guys. I'm gonna say yes.
2: Listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. yes too. Because like what 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 was the other option? Yeah, Everybody no one one died how died was it gonna that yeah, yeah no like <laughs> that was the other option? <laughs> so like what other option was there besides like just a worse death for Harry? Like Yeah It yeah, just I it agree. would not I don't I, I don't see it as as much crap as we're going to give Albus Dumbledore, again, no excuse, no out. We're still going to give him some, you know, crap long before his death. Long after his death, I mean.
0: It had to happen. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. This is the last time that you're going to answer. How do you feel about Dumbledore now?
2: Mm-hmm. I still feel the same exact way. But I still will always have a place in my heart that loves Dumbledore. It's my toxic trait, I guess <laughs> you can call it, you can call it that it's cause it's Harry Potter and I grew up with it. And you know, I saw it through Harry's eyes. I didn't see him as like a complex character looking back. I definitely questioned some of his decisions. Do I still think that it had to be done? Absolutely. I have to, if anything, give him more respect for being the bad guy or being the worst person to make those decisions happen in order for the great, for the greater good of, you know, the wizarding world. You know, in
1: the, yeah. Uh, It's so hard. Like, I, I, I think I'm forever going to be stuck in the middle with Dumbledore. Like, there are moments where I'm like, this man is brilliant. This man is amazing. This man is noble. This man is exactly what the wizarding world needs because he pushes boundaries. He's absolutely, you know, a genius. But then like, you know, I I see what, how he affected like this kid's life. And also if we think now to like the crimes of Grindelwald, to how he's affecting newt scamander and manipulating him as well like he just has a lot of gray behavior and it's like i don't want to give him credit just because everything has always worked out well you know like we give him credit because everything did work out the way he planned everything did work out in the end for the greater good of the wizarding world But I mean, I'm always in the bandwagon of, well, if all the crap hit the fan and he was wrong or, you know, Harry died for nothing, then he then was this all worth it? No, because Harry would have died. So I guess I'm more in like the dark gray for Dumbledore.
0: I kind of like him now. (laughs) you were the one
2: spitting that he was straight (laughs) trash
0: and we had to remember Uh, that
2: i'm just so confused
0: i'm so confused because he is trash and he did very trashy things. And we can't excuse them. But now that I know so much about his childhood and how he grew up, oh my god, they did such a bad job. <laughs> like for those of you sometimes I'm-, I'm just like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't all his fault, like he didn't know any better, but also, he was an adult who was responsible for his own decisions. Like, I'm so torn. I will
2: I want everyone to know because you can't <laughs> see my face, but we're having a multi fandom moment. I literally just looked at the camera like Jim Helpert from the office. <laughs> and I'm just like, because I, I can't keep up with Jenny and her, her thoughts and feelings. <laughs> the door.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't Jenny. know how I feel. I don't know how I feel. I don't <laughs> know. I'm so confused.
2: You know what I will say? I will say I'm surprised. I was I thought Jenny at least would definitely have a hardcore feeling about some type of way for
0: for Dumbledore and it's just vagueness you just don't know I just I honestly I'm gonna have to meditate on this like I'm gonna have to look within myself because I'm gonna meditate I have no idea what I'm feeling right now I don't know maybe I'm just emotional today because usually I'm very hardcore like okay I feel like this series had the opposite effect that it was supposed to have I always I always felt like I was so like hardcore against Dumbledore like he was the worst and then I feel like as we started talking about him I'm like oh but like I see why this happened and now I'm just confused
1: well you know it took us four episodes everyone but I hope you are as just confused as Jenny is at least (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're not and I hope you have a solid clear choice oh my lord no you know i hope that this series has revealed that dumbledore is gray you Mm -hmm. know i always feel like for the most part the three of us are in a minority camp of where we really do point out a lot of dumbledore's flaws a lot of the times but i think it is important to realize that he is such a complex character he is such a gray human being um there is that's what makes him a great that's what makes him a great character Exactly. Yeah. There's so many sides of him and he's not just this godlike man that you know we were made to believe because of our protagonist, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I hope you got a, li- a little a little something out of it and you walk away knowing that Dumbledore has many 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 shades of gray. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: 50 to be exact. On my journey of self-discovery, and see where I'm at with Dumbledore now. Follow us on Instagram at the Three Broom Chicks.
2: You can also
1: follow us on the Twitter at the Number Three Broom Chicks, and go like our Facebook page, The Three Broom Chicks. And believe it or not, this is how we are wrapping up our season two. Of the Three Broom Chicks. I hope yeah, you all yeah, have yeah, de, 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 de. enjoyed the ride. We have enjoyed it too. Thank you for sticking with us as we tried to navigate this pandemic and all of our mental issues that came along with <laughs> it. It has been a ride. And I hope you all stay tuned for the premiere of season three. Season three is starting off with a fun one. We have a special <gasps> guest joining us. One of our podcast friends, Wayne from Florida Man on Florida Man. He will be joining us. And woo! we're going to have a fun time with him. So stay tuned for that. Woo woo. And as always, we are the
0: Three Broom Chicks.
2: And Harry, did you put your name in the coupled fire?